Welcome to Shoot the Messengers with Chuck and Red. Straight talk with no filters. Where no topic is too sensitive. If you like your shots with no chasers, this is the podcast for you. Was the money good? Was the bitches bad? Was they fucking good? Did your hood show you love? Did the hoes say you fly? If your friends say you loyal, throw your worldies in the sky for the trellis. For the trellis. Yeah, nigga, we back like we never left. Shit, it's been a long motherfucking time. I know though. it's been it's the holiday season, and so holiday you, season, right? A lot of um, jingle bells, that yeah. smells, ho ho hoing, a lot of ho ho hoing, a lot of ho ho hoing. But we're back. Um, just let's like a recap. So we have we been since uh, Thanksgiving. Shit, nah, we haven't we haven't recorded in a while. We haven't, it's been it's a, since Thanksgiving. Yeah, right? I can't remember the last thing we recorded about. You mean me shit? It was it was we did something after homecoming. After homecoming, we definitely did something after homecoming. So mm. Thanksgiving was nice, right? No, we did, we did because we talked about friendsgiving. That's right. Okay. So yeah, so we're here. We are wrapping up. This is a uh, season two finale. Right in time for the holiday no, season. Good. Give y'all motherfuckers something to listen to while y'all traveling. Exactly. Um, but how's the week? Happy Sunday, fun day. How's the how has the week gone? The week was great, man. What like, made the week great? Besides you not going to work like Exactly. That. So I'm in, you know, I'm only, I only go to office twice a week now. So that shit's clutch. Um, but I get way more work done at home, believe it or not. Do um, you really believe that? Absolutely. I got my monitor, you know. Yeah, I see. I was like, fuck is this? I'm in my makeshift office now. So I'm like highly productive now. Do you like, I always have a question. So like when you go to work and you are in an office, generally it's like you you're like nine to five. You get a break, right, 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 right. break for lunch. When you work at home, do you still operate under that aim, that no, same it, auspicion I of? Get, I gotta remember to eat when I'm at home. Mm-hmm. That's why, because you just get you get in the mode. You don't have anything breaking up your monotony. Excuse me. So, like when you're in the office, there's people coming by your office mm-hmm. asking you just silly questions, shit like that. They come in, they want to sit down. You know, how was your day kind of thing. But when, you, when you're like kind of like out of sight, out of mind, it's like people only ping you when they really need something versus, they, oh, I was just in the, um, in the area kind of thing. So that's why I like it. And then you don't got to worry about, the walls is thin in my office. Thin, thin. Yeah, thin, thin. Like, I can hear this whole, like, cutting her nails, clipping her nails. <laughs> right? That shit's... Wait, you're lying. No, no bullshit. Either, either she's cutting her nails or she's popping her gum. Either or I can hear it through either the wall. Either way, it's too... It's yeah. too- it's too much of something and not enough of a, exactly. another thing. Like, man, I, man, I know all her business, dog. It's crazy. What really? That's funny. Yes, yes, yeah. You know, it was, a lot of jobs are really shifting to um, the fact that you even have a dividing wall. Right. Yeah. It's big because a lot of spaces are shifting mm-hmm. to this like community space. Yeah, hotel and community space. When fuck that. It's like oh, it's like pretty much you, okay. everybody yeah. like on a. Motherfucking countertop. A countertop. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And they think that's how that it is they, at GSA. When I, when I was working at GSA. Hell no. And they think they doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we're creating these open environments. Open environments. It's cheaper. Where there's right. Like, I'm like, just say it. Yeah, it's cheaper. Where for you them. know, mm-hmm. like, the bosses with the employees, mm-hmm. but the I'm like, where's the C? Because the CEO still got an office. So oh yeah, I believe in right. something. But also, I don't think I don't think managers should be in that environment because there's a lot of times where they need to have those one-on-one conversations with their employees mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily need to 
book a conference room if I have an issue. Like, if I have an issue, I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I got to book a conference room to be able to talk in private. Fuck, <laughs> you know, so why is this nigga always talking to this nigga in private? You right, know what I mean? Right, right. So, no. Well, you could just, if you just have a space. Yeah, come in, close the door. Right. You know, what's let going on? Let me holler on? at you. Yeah. I had to do so, a let me holler at you moment this past week. It's crazy. What's going on? It's just crazy. Um, the word for the for the year is Work. like shift. Like there's just got to be a shift. Mm. So you know, people are out there like doing wild things. Like you're supposed to have a class, but you're going to get your oil changed. Uh, oh, so that's what kind of business we in? <laughs> yes. Well, then. like you're supposed to have children, but like they're down in the gym, like right. playing basketball. Like you're supposed to be teaching math, you're but you really te- but you watching movies. Watching movies. It's just mm. weird. It's just weird. And so mm. I'm just like, oh, okay, that's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, but the funny thing is, like, when you have the conversation, like, then people get in their feelings or as mad, right. but it's like, no, you nigga, was wrong. You was wrong. You was wrong. And you mad because I'm calling you out on your wrongness? Which is so interesting. Very. But uh, nobody ever wants to be called out. Yeah, so. I don't know if it's if it's nobody ever wants to be called out. I think that I I think that if you do something wrong, own it. Just own it. Own it makes it. it so much easier. All right. Damn, like, what's your integrity's not question now? Right, yeah, like you damn, know like I knew I should have let them kids play. Yeah. Let me, okay, my bad. Like I'm not gonna let that happen again. Yeah, yeah. I just, that's what I say. I just say, just own that shit. Mm-hmm. Any big plans for um, the upcoming holidays, Christmas? I ain't, we ain't doing shit. Probably going house hop. Mm-hmm. You know, try to balance. That's the that's the toughest part about holidays. Tell me. Being local and both of our families being local is basically. Balancing who you want to see, mm-hmm. how much time you're going to spend with them, so uh, nobody's in their feelings. But we like to the point where we care less about people's feelings, but mm-hmm. we still want to see both sides of our families. Right. Though. So it's more about what we want mm-hmm. and trying to find enough time in a day to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then when people want to plan shit at the same time or they want to plan shit like super duper early and shit, now you like, like what we're going to do now, you know. So right now, my dad got to start at six. Exactly, exactly. So I'm I ain't got no kids, man. Why am I waking up at six o'clock? <laughs> For what? Whatever you gonna get can wait till two o'clock. It's or gonna something. be the same gift, exactly. But it, listen, you know what it is. I, I always think about that. Like when you have kids, it's like I love the holiday season. I like love family and like doing that. But also, I I'm not. Like, I can't get into, like, the whole, like, gotta buy a million gifts. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, no. I would want to tell people, like, don't give me nothing. Because I really don't want to get you anything. Right. And I think, like, like, that is... It's not so much, like, I don't... It's exactly that. (laughs) It's not so much I don't want to get you anything. It's, like, it's this. It's the pressure that comes with... I am very particular about the things that I like. Mm -hmm. I don't really have the energy to, like... Act like I like something that I really don't like, and then then it comes down to like, oh, you feel some kind of way because I didn't like the gift the, that you got, and it's just like it's not about you. It's just like I don't like mm-hmm. that. Like mm-hmm. I just in particular, thank you. So <laughs> yeah, like that's my biggest thing, and why I don't um I participate like about it. Participate in like. Those office mm-hmm. things, but the office things are okay, like the little white elephant shit. I, I, mean, I hate it. Why? Because I always get really nice gifts. You sound like Derek. And then, like, Everybody I got a motherfucking eat. box of goddamn mm-hmm. crackle jacks, or like a goddamn fruitcake. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Like, no. Yeah, that's where it sucks. Like, no. So guess what? Yeah. 
I'm gonna play White Elephant with myself, and then I'm gonna wrap it, and then spin it around in a circle, and be surprised when I open up my motherfucking take nine shots, and they're like, "Oh, I forgot, I got this!" Right? <laughs> like, "Oh my god, this is so nice!" Well, so, I open up my own goddamn gift. So, since we we haven't recorded since game night, so we haven't recorded since game night. Game night was epic. Game night was such a success. It was, it was really fun. But let me tell you the best thing about game night is it continues to reiterate the fact. That black people want nice things, black people deserve nice things, and that there is a market out there for nice things. Nice things <laughs> for black people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and everybody was like into w- it, into it, and wanted to play. Yeah, like everybody was into it and wanted to play. My favorite part, my favorite part of uh, Not to Ever Game Night was when somebody said. Uh, Charles and Michael winning everything. They like they, they rigged it. They rigged it. Right. I was like, how how the fuck you rig spoons? Right. How do you rig flip cup? How do you rig flip cup? Uh just flip the cup fast. Be nice with you it. You guys gotta cow. Cow. Right. Be, you gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah, so they was in feelings about that. We because we win everything. Everything. I was like, my whole point was like, get these motherfucking chips right back into the back house. Back into the house. Look. That was funny. Mm-hmm. The other funny part was like people was dead ass serious about those shots. Oh, and getting the, uh, getting the chips for the shots. Yes, you saw me. You saw me. Hey, uh-uh, I know you saw hey, me. Hey Chuck, tell him you saw me. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you take a loser shot. Well, listen, right? It's like no, that was the loser shot. Now you got to take like right. an additional one. Exactly. You got to take an additional. One. What was your favorite game? Mm, my favorite game. Hmm. Would have to have been. I did like spoons, but um, I think tissue. I think tissue is probably like my tissue. So there's a video. Uh, there's a video of Dara playing tissue. She was versus somebody. She had her whole goddamn tongue out like she was Jordan Game Six. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So yeah, that's how you beat it. That's how you beat it. <laughs> that's that form. See, I was ten years of marriage. That's how you do it. <laughs> Listen. Oh yes. She's been. She's had practice. Now she's had practice. No, listen. The the crazy part about it that just is like so funny to me is people legit were like, uh, uh-uh, uh, like I didn't see your brown tissue, right. like mm-hmm. I like I didn't see, like nope, you pulled out two at a time, right. like they were so, so into like, it. We got it on camera because we recorded everything. Oh my god, it was like, oh, you see this, this big old stat? No, okay, you know what? My favorite game was digging balls. Digging balls was my favorite game. Digging balls was fun, and more people played it than I thought was gonna play it. Cause it's hard too. It yeah. was a hard game, but yeah. A lot of, what was your favorite? Though? I um, I like I like seeing people be excited about right. stuff. So um, I I love flip cup. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I wish we would have played more rounds of um ETK anime. anime. Yes. Yeah. Those like watching the videos and mm-hmm. seeing how people could just like swallow that whole cake was like very was impressive. All, yeah. Throwed the whole thing. They throwed it. That's what we should have did instead of cake. A banana. Oh, Lord. <laughs> A banana. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Niggas is wildin'. Man. <laughs> Niggas is wildin'. Man. Put the whole banana in your mouth. Put the whole banana in your mouth. So the other funny thing, too, that I really liked is... Seeing people who weren't able to make it, or weren't about it. Um, I think it was the latter. 
on on like social media mm-hmm. and like commenting. Right. Like, oh my God, like this looks like so much fun. Like, oh, it looks like it's a blast. And then once again, every single person like came in PJs. Yeah. Oh, because we was turning people around this time. Like everybody came in PJs. So yeah, it was just such a good time. What was the what was the total? About 40. 40? 37. 37? Yeah, it was a good turnout. That is yeah. a really good turnout. It's like 90% of the people we invited came. Is, so, it was good. Oh, shout out to Red. People asked about him and the tissue game. Yeah, this nigga fell asleep. So, he was off, took off, went home, take a nap. He did one of your numbers, took a nap. Listen, you must take a nap. And the nap went a little bit longer than he expected. What time? Like, like he, I don't know. He said, like, it, it, two hours turned to, like, eight. Yeah. His, his girl was on cover, everything. She took off work. Like, he had pajamas and everything. He like, probably woke up like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? I bet you was a mean sleep. <laughs> but look, you like when you when your body does that, you need it. Yeah, because he worked nights too. So I, get, I told him, hey, I get it. No, so, when your so body good. does that, you need it. But I know when he woke up and he looked at that clock, yeah, he, he was, was like, blown. this some bullshit. Yeah, because everybody was asking about that nigga. Yes, yes. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, so... Um, be on the lookout for um, another event that we have planned coming in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're super excited about it. Um, another event for people to just have a good time. Enjoy nice things and exactly. have a good time. No so drama. We'll, we'll def- no drama. It was drama free. So you'll be on be on the lookout for that. I don't do drama though. Anyway. I can't remember the last time I had drama. I can. When y'all went out. I'm listening. When the Nats were winning, when the Nats were playing for the championship. Oh, oh, oh. See, see, I mean, as far as people, I really, like, care about shit like that. Hey, that nigga, he was just out of pocket. <laughs> that nigga was just out of pocket. Because I was going to fuck him up. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that old white man was about to get fucked up. That's so funny. He was like, I can't even remember, like, I'm, like, a Buddhist. And I'm like, game six. <laughs> You ain't shit. Like, fuck you, nigga. Well, I, I don't have no drama with people I fuck with. That's no, good. no. And it is so it feels so good mm-hmm. and just free. And you know it's gonna be a nice time and exactly. it's gonna be like competitive. Yeah. That's another thing. I like people that are competitive, but like don't hold it in right. like if you, you win or lose. You lost, okay. Yeah, next like game. that's the shot. shot and let's go. Let's go. Right. Yeah. But I want people, I don't want people to be like, oh, it's just a game. Like, no. Yeah. Niggas dove across the counter and on the floor to get them spoons. <laughs> they was committed. And shout out to TT for cheating and Twister. Whoa, she is the defending, the two She lost, her champion. ass lost and got back on. What happened? She fell. Did she? Yeah, her head hit my butt and she fell. <laughs> and then she gonna get back on, so it is what it is though. No, but I appreciated how um, y'all went up there and challenged them. Exactly. That y'all, that y'all challenged them. So that was nice. I'm an AP. So, yeah. Yes, y'all went out there and y'all almost y'all almost had a win. No, we won. Yeah. Anyway, before I get upset, before we get drama. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we talking about yes. today, man? So, today we are talking about... Um, so, it's... We've talked about like cuffing season, mm-hmm. and um, you've, we've all seen the meme. It's like it's cuffing season, it's between, tryout season. Yeah, between these, yeah, these periods. Yeah. And so right now, what part of the? Because like the championships is like February for right. Valentine's Day. So we had like preseason, we yeah, had draft. Yeah. So right now, this is like 
this is like I, I would say this is like cutting season. Like this is where you're getting into legit cuffing season because it's not winter time yet. Mm-hmm. I just learned that like a couple days ago. Yeah, it's winter not time winter yet. yet. Fuck how cold it is yes. right now. So, so you're coming into where so you're like you get your starting five or the, whatever starting five. So these are like finalists to make exact to okay. the actual cuffing. So it's like here we are. Right. Okay. So then this is a very appropriate topic. Mm-hmm. How you? This is a very appropriate topic. To trim that fat. If if we are now in like here we are, like how do you make it? How you wean wean the people who didn't make it exactly? Oh, so the mm. topic for today are uh, is twelve reasons to let somebody go. Mm-hmm. Okay, trim that fat. Okay, so here we go. This is time to trim that fat. It's trim that fat season. We're getting into the playoffs. We're getting into super, super cuff and cuddle season. And you need to know, like, how do I make this decision? Um, first thing is you have clashing values. Clashing values. Okay, clashing this is values. why we, okay, why you, mm-hmm. okay, okay. you got to cut them. You got to look at it. You got to think about it. Do you have clashing values? So what's a value to you? So what the easiest one that I think about is like religion. Okay. Okay. So would it be a clash of value if someone isn't religious though? Like I mean it could be if that's important to you. Right. I think that the the importance of the value has to clash. Got you. Right? Like if you're not religious, if you're if you're very religious and somebody isn't religious, that could be an issue. Then that could it could be for you or it could well, not be. Okay. Um so if like you have like these values that clash. So, I, but I guess the question is though, mm-hmm. when you're getting ready to cut, are you cutting with the intent like, hey, I want this to be long term, mm-hmm. or is this a season? Because if it's not something that I like, it's just the winter time. I just want to be bundled up for the winter time. Mm-hmm. I don't have any intentions on being in a relationship come summertime or whatever. Do I care that you don't want to go to church these? Four months that we might be dealing with each other, I think so. Yes, I get that, but I think that that is a part of. I think that's a part of it. Like you're trying to narrow down who you're gonna get to the right. one we're gonna spend the time with. Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. But so I think so. I think that to answer that is, this is only if you are interested in getting to that level, or to be honest, if you're at that level with somebody, you're trying to figure out, okay. do I or keep them or do I so cut them? Keep or cut? I'm going to focus on the latter then. Keep or I'm cut? A, yeah, keep mm-hmm. or cut, yeah. Because, you know, cuffing normally is, is temporary. You mm-hmm. know, like, it's winter time. I'm going to do, uh, you know, I, I'm, I've already done it. It's already been hot girl summer right. and city boy, whatever. <laughs> so... Now it's like, all right. City sh- Boys won. Like, that we was won. crazy. We won. That was, like, crazy. Well, they won because I don't know like, if still. After Ray J, like, deleted his baby mama and left her at the airport, I was like, he won. Wait. Like, that was crazy. That was crazy. He was on the radio, too, because he was, he was in um, town for something that was going on at um, as a National Harbor, MGM. Oh. It was like, what was it called, baby? The joint where it was, they was honoring Missy Elliott. And he was in town. Oh, I remember yeah. Honor. yeah, he was in town for that because he was on the radio. And he was kind of like talking about him and Princess. Like wild, that. yeah. a wild wow, boy. boy. Yeah. So number two is they cheated. That goes without saying. I get well, that. some I, I th- some people are like, you know what? Um, like it happens. Boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. 
You forgive or you don't. You forgive, yes. But I think, I'm glad that you brought that up. I think that it's important that if you forgive somebody, like, you have to, like, forgive, forgive. them. You won't forget, unfortunately. Yeah. You can't, like, throw it back in their face, like, you did this. Right, it's like. Every time you go out and, and right, you just like, me. There's no tissue on the, uh, on the fucking what? toilet roll. Cause that bitch got she. Cause that bitch used the tissue. Why are you lotioning your knees up now? <laughs> it's like you have to be able to like listen. Like, come on. You will never lotion up your knees. You ne- ain't never lotion up. Oh, it's cause that bitch. Right. That bitch at work. That, yeah. It's like no. Like cause it's like no. I don't want my knees. My knees are actually, yeah. And it, like, they they actually, hurt. They're actually bleeding. <laughs> like they're actually they crank. <laughs> bleeding. Like let them hoes bleed. Right. No, um... I know you ain't using my lotion. Right. My coconut oil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I think this next one is super important. When, um, you recognize that effort is not being put into the relationship. Mm. No, that's real. Mm -hmm. That's real. Because I think... that's Effort is one thing you can't control. Mm -hmm. Both parties can control that shit. So, if a person's not putting effort, they they don't want it to work. Period. Yes. I believe in that. Once, I think there's a difference between like getting into a routine mm-hmm. and right? getting comfortable. And I yeah. think that there's a difference between like getting into a routine and being like comfortable within the relationship mm-hmm. and then not putting any effort. effort. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. I think like you could be comfortable and there be a routine and it still feels like, oh, like I'm committed or invested right. into right. what is right. happening. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with being comfortable, but I don't like being comfortable. Mm hmm. Because I feel like, you know, like people talk about like the butterflies and all that stuff. I think that's why people have butterflies. It's because there's still, there's a, a bit of uncomfortableness. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word I'm looking for. But like, there's, there's a part of you that's uncomfortable. You know, it's the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It's the, I'm getting to know you. And I think people lose that once mm-hmm. you get comfortable. Well, I think that it's, that is supposed to go away. Yeah, I get it. But. It sucks, though. Honestly, it sucks to be unsure sometimes. Not unsure, like, oh, this person likes you or not, but mm-hmm. it's just that what's going to happen next kind of thing. Like, not so like, oh, just turn over. Kind yeah. of you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you, you know, like, imagine, like, the first time you and your person have mm-hmm. relations. You know, it was like, okay, I think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It might happen kind of thing. It's just like versus, okay. Tap, tap, tap with my dick on your butt kind uh-huh. of thing. You know, it's just, it's a different woohoo, but it's not the same woohoo. <laughs> so I I think I hear what you're saying. What I'm trying to say, because I'm struggling like shit. No, Help no, no. Me. I hear what you're saying. I, I think that with time comes the routine. The routine. Right. But you could still have a routine and it doesn't demonstrate like a lack of effort into right. what is happening, right? right? Now, if, I, if it's tap, 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 dick on the butt, and then, like, you just, like, laying there like a fucking greased pig. <laughs> like, come on. Like, there's no effort. But if it's, like, okay, tap, tap, tap. And then it's, like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm, like, in it to right, win it. Right. It's, like, okay, there's some effort or some energy put there. Still there. I think that that is something that is very subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have to pay, I think you have to pay close attention, right? Like, and discern between is somebody falling into the routine of a relationship mm-hmm. or is somebody, like, not putting energy into the relationship with any effort. That's where communication also ties into. Because if you don't say anything, 
You don't know. And I'm not saying get, and I hate when, like, I hate to be stereotypical or be, I don't know if this is a sexist term, but like, as far as like, I see women do this a lot. Mm-hmm. We're in, they tell the person what they have a problem with and it also give them the solution to solving it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, hey, I'm coming to you, this is what the problem is. Mm-hmm. Now, act accordingly. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, or you see this on like social media a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, especially single women mm-hmm. where they'll tell people exactly what they want in a person. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that person, a guy who's interested in you, does exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. And that's not them. Mm-hmm. And so now they do it, they get you, and now you're upset because they don't maintain it because guess what? That was never them. Right. That's not sustainable. Right. I'm going to not push back, but I'm going to say there's a flip side to that. There's also, to me, there's this opportunity where something may occur and you are seeking a resolution because you're invested, Mm -hmm. you are committed, and you're asking, okay... I hear you, and then what can I do to show up better, right? right? But you are unable to tell me. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm unable to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, be very transparent. I remember when Darren and I first started dating, and we would always do the same three things. We would always just go to the movies, mm-hmm. go to Fridays, and <laughs> go home. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that, was what we, that was our Friday routine. I mean, uh-huh. granted, we was, you know... Uh-huh. Uh, financially deprived. I mean, we were just, you know, new uh, recent graduates and stuff like that. So it, it was not like, oh, plan this, this, and that, and the other. It was right. just like, I'm tired of going here. Now, that was the feedback that you got. I don't know if that was feedback because I didn't ask for anything. <laughs> but feedback doesn't always mean that you asked for it. I didn't inquire. I thought, I thought we were good. <laughs> so, like, what do you mean? Right. So you got that feedback. Yes. Did you ask, like, okay, like, I thought we were good, and so I was doing XYZ. Clearly, this isn't it. Can you help me with, like, what would be a good alternative? Yes. Other than Fridays in the movies, motherfucker. Did you you ask that? No, I kind of, I got got it, though. I I just did. Yeah. I mean, when she said it, I knew where she was coming from. So, Mm -hmm. I didn't need her to be, what do you mean, kind of thing. Like, yeah, I get it. This is what, again, it goes back to being comfortable and... Mm -hmm. Not whining out. It was not like the first place I took her when we first went out was <laughs> Fridays in the movie kind of thing. I mean, so I get it. I get it. But so here's a question. I was just so I'm sorry. I was just so like, oh, we're spending time with each other. Yeah. You know, and that's what Right. But I, you see how in that situation you never lost the effort, right? Right. Like it wasn't like you went to Fridays and you went to the movies and then I'm on my phone the whole time or I'm on the the phone the whole time right. um with with the bros. <laughs> <laughs> pow, pow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like that wasn't right. like I think, you yeah. were you were cons- I was, consistent yeah. and comfortable with the routine. Right. But you were showing up in that space like like with energy and effort exactly. into the moments that was there, right? Because you're like, I just I would just spend time. So my question, here's the question I have. In has there ever been a time where something you've gotten feedback on something, but you did not know how to address it or to rectify the situation like you you didn't have the answers and you knew you're like i don't i don't have the answers right um what how did you deal with that Mm. just gotta talk that whole through Mm -hmm. honestly and then like pull the string to figure out what exactly it's always trying to find what the root cause is what is the root issue Mm -hmm. it's not 
like even with the example I gave as far as like going out, it wasn't just oh it's just you're not thinking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're putting the time in. Mm-hmm. You're there. You're present, but there's no thought behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that was really the root cause. It didn't necessarily have to be a better restaurant than Fridays. Mm-hmm. It could be a different restaurant, but it's like, oh, you thought about planning something different. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean, you can end up spending the same amount of money because we all know movies aren't cheap. So it was not like, oh, I want to go to a necessary, a more expensive place. Just put some thought behind where you're trying to go, or we, you know, the time we are spending. Put some thought behind it. So that was really the root of the issue. And not so much, oh, it's a cheap date and stuff like that. Because you can go to Fridays, you know. I mean, you buy enough drinks and whatever. You know, you can spend a good $150 easy. Yes. So it was not necessarily, oh, let's be, I mean, yeah, I was being cheap because I was broke. But, I mean, I don't think that was the the root of it. it was like, oh, this is a cheap date. Right. It was just. It's routine. Like, you're not thinking about it anymore. You're like, I know that this fits with what I can right. do. Yes. No, try to find something else that can fit what you can do. So, you want to know something that's so funny? I actually find things like that to be, like, super sacred. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, it's like weird. Like, I find, like, every da-da-da at this time, we do this. Right. Like, I love that. But you also was doing things, you're doing things outside of just that, though. Yes. So, like... You guys have your Monday mm-hmm. date night. Y'all yep. go to the same place. Mm-hmm. Y'all do that. That's like you said. That's your thing. But that doesn't say that that's all you guys do. You know, because we didn't go out Monday through fr- Monday Sunday through Thursday. We don't go out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're homebodies or whatever, whatever. But then on the weekends, we we tend to go out mm-hmm. or whatever. Your ass, on the other hand, what happened? You probably out more often than you're not. I I will go. I will go out. But, like, I don't be out. Like, I will hit happy hours. Yeah. Like, I'll do that. But, like, I'm not out, like, because I be, I, I'm, I get you know, tired. Uh, stadium or. Oh, no. Like, I'm not, like, stadium or, like, limelight right. or at, no. What's the, what's the what's the club called? I was thinking park. Park. Oh, Yeah, no. I was thinking park when you no, saw no, no. Okay. So, um, what's this, three? Mm-hmm. So, the next thing is uh, they're abusive. So, I want to point out a couple of things. I think that a lot of times when we say abusive, like, we think about, like, getting hit over the head with a frying pan or, like, being black, black guy. Yeah, yeah, there's so many types of, oh, yeah, abuse. Neglect can be abuse. Neglect can be abuse. I think that, like, emotional abuse mm-hmm. is, like, super, super real. And, like, people need to, like, pay attention to that. I think, yeah, I honestly think that emotional abuse has more lasting effects than physical abuse. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're right, like, I, but of course, physical abuse is what you can see. You you can go to work and you, you ain't talk to your, your significant other all night, kind of thing. But you go to work with a black eye, everybody's going to notice that, right? Yeah. So the thing about um, the thing that they talk about for abuse is they say that the abuser is really um, insecure, like it's steep. And, like, an irrational fear of insecurity or, like, fear of, like, I'm going to be alone. Mm-hmm. And so, they like, control I'm everything. Yeah. And yes, and they want to control. They want to control everything. They want to control your emotions. They want to control what you do. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Does it happen a lot, like, um, in homosexual relationships, though? What? I mean, not a lot, but does it? I mean, I guess, like, seeing, like, 
normally when you think about it, you always think like when when it comes to heterosexual relationships, mm-hmm. it's always like the man who who tends to be the abuser. I mean, not to say that. Uh, that men aren't don't get abused by women because that's mm-hmm. absolutely not the case. So, right. or what I want to say is, right. men do get abused right. by women as well. But normally, when you see it like on TV, and right. it's always portrayed that the man is the abuser. Um, but yeah, I was just curious to know, like in homosexual relationships. Yeah, I mean, I, absolutely. I know very. I know like physical abuse that that I've heard of physical abuse that mm-hmm. takes place, and I also see like emotional abuse. I think. I think that there's a thin line between like games that people play, mm-hmm. right? Like why we like why is why, why is that yeah. being why why we play why are we doing this? Right. The games that people play um, and like it being like an emotionally abusive tactic. Mm-hmm. I'm like mm-mm. so like if I like when that when that. Because it's cyclical, right? Mm-hmm. Is you do this to expect this kind of response, or if something happens, somebody does this. Mm-hmm. Because you're wanting this kind of uh, response. response, yeah, and then it like it goes mm-hmm. to the cycle. Then you're here, and then now you're back here, and then like it's just this cyclical thing. And it's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's like, like people who cause like want to fight so they can make up. Yeah, it's like oh. that is that no. Yeah. So I I think that you have to be very cautious mm-hmm. because it can be so like pervasive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be like so under the current, right? And like, true. and then you could get sucked into it, and like you don't, you don't even know realize. Exactly. You're like, oh my gosh, like what why does mean? this keep happening? Mm. Oh, so you 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 when you started talking about, did you start talking about how the person who is the abuser mm-hmm. um, does it because of X? They want to be controlling and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So what about the person who allows themselves? And I'm I'm used to word allow. Mm-hmm. Um, who is Subject to being subject abused. to subject to being abused. And the reason I say allow because unless the person has you chained up, you can leave, mm-hmm. even though you may not think you can leave. Mm-hmm. You know. So um, yes, I hear what you're saying. I might make some people upset. There That's are okay. Some people that are really upset right now by that, and it's okay. So a part of this is definitely educating. I think that like yes, you do not have to be chained or handcuffed or like have um, a gun to your head. Well, but there are a lot of reasons that make it difficult mm-hmm. for people to get out of abusive situations, right? right? One, particularly when you think about like the um, uh, patriarchal dynamics mm-hmm. of our society, like men make more money. Right. So like now all of a sudden, if you're the breadwinner for the house, like how I don't have the, I literally don't have the means to leave. Right. Um, and then you look at the statistics of like women and people that try to leave abusive relationships. Um, the retaliation of trying to leave often results in physical yeah. harm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes, people can like because you're not chained. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we also have to look at like the psychological part right. of it. And that's like, what I was asking. That's exactly what that I was right asking. there is right. that right there is stronger than mm-hmm. chains. And it kind of goes back to the Harriet Tubman statement where she says, "I freed a thousand slaves, but I could have freed, freed a thousand, thousand more if only they knew they were slaves." Mm. Right? It's the mindset, like right. and how powerful like the mind is when you think about it, and that's what makes it so dangerous, right? <laughs> so it comes back to what I was just saying. 
you could be caught in. It's like a current. Mm-hmm. You think everything is fine. Like, it looks you, nice and calm and on the surface. trotting water. But whatever. underneath, like, that current comes yeah. and, like, sweeps you away. Yeah, and you, you can't even see the beach no more. And, and you are fighting, and they talk about it, and you're fighting, trying to, Don't trying fight the to current. do, and it pulls you further and further yeah. out. So what you got to do is you got to stop fighting it. Yeah. That's why I say all the time. Okay. Okay, look at you. Testimony. Okay. I don't know if it's a testimony, but, but it, definitely no, is a, it definitely is. Like, don't yeah. fight it. Yeah. Like, do not get in that back and forth. Mm-hmm. It feeds the energy, energy yeah. of that yeah. um, emotionally abusive cycle. So that is right. what it means. And the only way to cut that off is to be like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, because have you ever seen somebody argue with themselves? They people try, but then what happens is they just get tired. They get tired. Like a baby, like if you stop paying attention to the baby who's throwing a tantrum, he'll go to sleep. He'll go to sleep. He or she will go to sleep. Because they want they unless are, something's legitimately wrong. They right. need the energy yeah. of the other person. So the person that's being subjected to the abuse, we talk about that. They also are dealing with um, a lack as well. That, and that's exactly what I was going with when I was uh, allowed because we we're talking about how the abuser. There's something else behind. Why they do what they do, mm-hmm. and so I was asking, as the person who's the abusee, I don't know if that's the word, uh-huh. but that's what we're going to go with. Uh-huh. Is there something that's lacking on their behalf to? We're going to have to come up with another word other than uh, allow, but anyway, to allow themselves to be subjected to being abused. Yes, and so it talks about that the only way that that kind of cycle happens. One, it is an insecure person that uses power in a way to manipulate a situation mm-hmm. is with another insecure, insecure person. person. Yes. I'm and it, and it acts like the they're morbidly insecure, mm-hmm. right? And so also like for the same reasons. So if you if you get in a relationship and you never been with anybody and you've been single all your life and then somebody mm-hmm. is like, Oh, I'm interested or I'm into you, and then they're being mm-hmm. abusive in your mind, you're like, oh my god, like I've never been with anybody. Like I don't want to lose this person. He cares about me. He, she cares about right. me. And so, like here I am, and like you are staying mm-hmm. in it. But it's the insecurity and like your ability to find somebody else mm-hmm. or to find another relationship that internal that you've internalized that says like, oh, nobody else will want me. So. Mm-hmm. And the abuser leans they into that. They know, they can't, they Don't nobody that, else want, want you? you? Nobody else going to put up with you? Yeah. The abuser definitely... You never going to find nobody like me? Yeah. Woo. The I abuser definitely leans in. Definitely leans into that. So, um, you, you've got to break the cycle. Mm. Um, and that's why, like, self-love is so important. Mm. Before you hop into situations, yeah, like, you, you love have yourself. to love yourself. So when something like that happens or occurs, like you're able to be like, this ain't right. I not only is it not right, but like I deserve better, better, because it, I can't mm. do bad all by myself. Like you don't need anybody else, right? Like and I and I say this: the purpose of a relationship is to build and make stronger. So if you're if you not make strong, I'm glad you said stronger. Yeah, stronger. No, no, no. I'm, I'm playing with you. I'm playing yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like that's the purpose. Like you shouldn't be in a situation that if by yourself you're weak. If by yourself you were better off than in a relationship, then there's no mm, function for the relationship. Right. There's no purpose. So like Plus the partnership. Re- Why would I join a partnership with somebody if it's going to make 
whatever I had going on right. weaker than... Exactly. Yeah. Like, we should be, like, what I'm doing, and then you come into it, like, we should be able to... Yeah, it's like a company merger. Yeah, it's like a company merger. Like nobody merges you two merge companies. To get weak. Right. Correct. And yeah. so, like, you have to think about that. So, I think that a part of it is the victim or the person being abused, like, mm-hmm. doesn't have that sort of like self belief yeah. and reflection, self awareness. Yeah. Exactly. And then the abuser doesn't have it. Doesn't have it themselves, but also knows how to prey on mm-hmm. weakness. Do you think it's intentional though? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I think that I think that the tactics that are used are absolutely intentional. Mm-hmm. Um because it's just really hard for people not but I think it's intentional, period. It is difficult for people to um who have like major gaps to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Because it's a it's a, it's a weakness. When you think again about the dynamics, the power dynamics. Um, and we talk about like men and uh, women. It's difficult for men to acknowledge, like, oh, I'm actually insecure. Like, oh, I right. don't think that somebody else will will like me, or I feel this kind of right. way. And it kind of comes back to the thing that we talk about in black spaces, like the black mental health is, yeah. is real. And like, why are so many kids, um, black kids? Um, there's a rise in juvenile and, and adolescent suicides and suicide drug abuse and yeah. because it's like the mental yeah. part of it. Like we have to teach kids at a young age, and that's why Frederick Douglass said it is better to be, it is easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. Mm. Mm. So you have to teach young kids. But when you think about the things that are told to little black boys, suck it up, be tough, be strong, like crying yeah, is for cry, girls. Yeah. All of those things that manifests itself into a man mm-hmm. who is not emotionally regulated, right. emotionally vulnerable, is not emotionally vulnerable, does not know how to address feelings. No. And so, if I am anxious or or, or uncertain or insecure, I've never We're scared. Had a, I've never had an opportunity mm-hmm. to learn the tools necessary to deal with those feelings with those, in an yeah. appropriate way. Right. So it manifests itself in very inappropriate right. ways. So scary comes anger. So, yes. So, scare becomes anger. So, a sign of vulnerability, I max that by being hyper-masculine and aggressive, and then I end up beating up people, right? right? Versus, you know, if you learn, like, actually, like, we should sit down and engage in a a conversation. It's okay for me to be wrong. It's It's okay okay for me to... Right. Or not know. It's okay for me to not know. It's okay for me to be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't think that I'm, like, God's gift to women. And so that may be that there are men or women out there that don't find me attractive. And that's That's okay. okay. Right? Um, So, again, it is so important. And I love the the meme that's going around. It's like, when you see a tall black boy, like, don't tell him, um, like, oh, are you a basketball player? Oh, you'll make a great football player. Mm -hmm. Tell him, like, he'll be a good scientist. He'll be a Mm -hmm. good doctor. And it all starts with this idea that comes to the power of the mind. Mm -hmm. And I encourage everybody to read the Energy Bus. And it just talks about, like, when you show up in a positive way, like, how you start seeing things as positive. And so when little black boys are told, like, 
It is okay that you're sad. It is okay that you're crying. Let me show you how to deal with that. Mm -hmm. And then when that situation comes around again, you remind them of the tools that they have and they're able to practice that in a safe space, right? With a loving, caring adult or parent or whomever, that when they become adults, they have all Mm -hmm. the tools that they need to be rejected, right? To be rejected and then not turn around and kill women. Like, that was just... Well, I ain't like you anyway, bitch. Right. But, like, it, it manifests itself in violence, right? So, there was, yeah. did you hear about the girl, the lady who just died because she rejected, like, there was a dude that, like, whistled her a cat call, mm-hmm. and she, like, kept walking, and then he killed her. Mm. You heard about that? No, I've heard of stories like that. Right. Like, and one then, lady and, got set on fire, they get ass yes. and it's yeah. literally because people are not equipped. And I'm not saying that what the men did were, were, was correct. It was absolutely heinous right. and, not, and not correct. But, like you said earlier, when you get to the root, it really is a disservice to those men at one point when they were boys that was not taught how to deal with right. rejection, how to deal with insecurity, how to deal with fear, how to deal with loneliness, mm-hmm. and like how to cope with those things. And now there are there are other men and women who are in their space as adults that are now reaping the result of that. And right. it's not good. Yep. See, that's why I was good at See, I told you being ugly as a baby builds character. Oh. Wait, tell me more about that. Being ugly as a baby builds character. Who'd you tell that to? Yeah, I tell that all the time. What'd you say? That being ugly as a baby builds character. Because guess what? You used to A. And now what? You grow up and you become this handsome swan. You still humble because guess what? You had humble beginnings. I gotta go. Thank you all. Y'all have a blessed 2019. This nigga said, and when you turn into a swan, (laughs) you're still blessed. I have <laughs> to leave. Do you understand me? But hey, uh, I've gotta go. Hey, I come a long way, guys. So that's why I, I that's why I can tell somebody they baby ugly because I was an ugly baby. If you was not an ugly baby, you just hey you don't get that car. No, I'm gonna say this. I was not an ugly child. I don't know what I look like as a baby. I was an ugly child. I, was, I wasn't an ugly child. I didn't become remotely handsome to thirteen. I I get evidence. I was not I was not ugly. You was a handsome kid. I saw pictures of you. Yes, so. yes, thank you. Fuck out of here. That's, I want to give thanks to what's, God. What's number six? <laughs> and then my parents. What number is? But I was gonna say I wasn't ugly, but I definitely think that all babies are ugly. Like I don't like as a baby baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like fresh out the womb. Yeah, I'm like them niggas yeah. look like rats. Yeah, they look like aliens. It's like it's a no for me. Everybody's like, no, he's so cute, and mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a no. No. Okay. The next one is uh, you guys are growing apart. Mm. If you sense the growing apart, then it's like you got to let them go. Mm. So there's a difference between um, changing because you should change. You change. We do change. And that you are changing away from each other. Mm. But it, I think it happens, like like you said, it's kind of like the current as well. Sometimes you don't notice mm-hmm. that the change is happening until it's too late. Like, in what way? Just period. It could be anything. It's just that, like, because it, it can happen so gradually because, like they say, it takes 21 days to, start to create a habit. Let's think of something very, very minute as, say, the gym. Mm-hmm. Saying you just start going to the gym, and it's nothing big. You know, you go to the gym for an hour. You're not really thinking about, oh, my person doesn't go to the gym because you're going to the gym at work. So it's not like, oh, they had an opportunity to go to the gym with you because you're going at work. But then you start getting into it, start seeing the results. 
They haven't been going to the gym with mm-hmm. you. They're not seeing the results as you. So now, you know, you want to go out more. Mm-hmm. They're used to both of us being fat. Let's just stay in the house and eat out kind of thing. And then it's like, uh, instead of going out, I want to go indoor mount, um, rock climbing. Mm-hmm. Or I want to go on this hike. Or I want to go on this other trip which, with people that I work out with kind mm-hmm. of thing. And it's like, oh, I don't know those people. Because right. I, I don't I don't go to the gym with you. Right. Or, and I don't want to hike because I'm I don't want to hike because I'm fat. And yeah. so all of a sudden you look and it, it's just... But I, I saw you all every day. I didn't realize that you were getting so small until we both just looked at each other in the mirror at the same time when we saw this picture. I'm like, oh, mm. wow, you're half the person that I used to be with. Yeah. Or you're twice, twice the, the size. Exactly. I but I didn't really... I didn't notice it. And mm-hmm. so that's just a more like physical awareness one that you can actually see. But I'm assuming... There's other times where you just move apart. Yeah, I think that absolutely. I think that... oriented It could be anything. And I think that that is important, right? I think that is important that when you are with somebody, like your goals and aspirations, like you discussed that early on and like what that looks like, because if somebody can't handle like that path mm-hmm. or the work that is necessary to like get there, and even if you fall short, that doesn't mean that you may not be interested in trying. But that is going to create like these very yeah. divergent yeah. like paths. But those paths, you may create a different path mm-hmm. as you're together. So you, you guys could have talked about one thing or another. You might okay, transparently, no kids. Mm-hmm. We agree we don't want any kids. Mm-hmm. One day she may wake up. I highly doubt it, but mm-hmm. she's shaking her. It's a no. It's a no. But <laughs> she may wake up and like she wants to have kids. Mm-hmm. And I mean, again, that goes to a more extreme case because it kind of doesn't work if one person has a kid and other, another person doesn't. Right. But and that that definitely we talked about it, kind of thing. And then yeah, I understand we talked about it, but at the time we talked about it was five years ago. Right. I didn't want to have kids at five years, and right. I was so sure I didn't want to have kids mm-hmm. at five, you know five years ago. Which is also why they don't let women tie their tubes at a certain. Yeah, they don't, I don't think they let guys. I was mad as shit. Huh? I was mad as shit when they told me no. Wait, did you try to get your tubes tied? Hell yeah. How old? We were. I don't even think we were married yet. Yeah. But I think you gotta have like two kids or some shit like that, or had, to, or had almost you know been oh, pregnant twice. Yeah, they won't do it for that reason because people change. I think yeah. they do the same thing for guys though. They don't want to let you get a vasectomy yet unless you have kids. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. Could you imagine getting your tubes tied and then being like, "I want a kid." I'm sorry. And they're like, "Ma'am, we took out both of your you access to take out both of your ovaries." Like, they're gone. They're what gone. are you? We harvest them, and they're in somebody. Like, man, you <laughs> asked for his directing You no longer have a uterus. Like, what? What do you? What do you want? Mm. Like, what do you want us to do? If y'all out here building people dicks, y'all can build me a hysterectomy. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but you pointed out something that I think was really important, which goes to the next part. Mm-hmm. Like, you sit out and you have that conversation. Um, but I also wanted to highlight something that you said: the relationship. You could forge a new path together. But I think that the only way that you can do that, right, is that you both talk about what are your goals, what are mm-hmm. your visions, what are your big things, and you could very much do what you're going to do, and it could be different than what I'm going to do, but we could still support each, each other, other towards yes. that. So I think that that is super, Absolutely. super, um, super true. The next one, it talks about um, arguing is unhealthy. So I think mm-hmm. that communication is important. 
But when the communication turns to arguing and then that arguing starts talking, starts speaking from a place of like ego mm-hmm. and like rightness. Like I've had several conversations where I have to be like, I am not interested in being right. I'm like interested in trying to get it right. Mm. And it takes time. Mm, like it's real. Yeah, yeah, like it takes time and it and it also takes you being in a place of like really trying to be like open right. to what is being said. And it also like it's okay being wrong. Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people when they argue, it's like, okay, then you got me, but I'm, I'm gonna get you with this right here. I'm gonna hit you with this uppercut. Like I'm trying to get you. Right. I've had this, I've had to have that yeah. conversation. And it's not about that at all. It's like it's not about and like if I come to you with a problem. This is not the problem. Another problem. <laughs> oh my gosh! Absolutely, because I'm. If you had all of that problem, right. why did you not address it We're, before I had? Yeah. Before I said what I said. Nigga, pull a number out. with <laughs> just her. Like, yeah, we can get to that later. But right later, now, yeah. But don't have, conflate that yeah. issue by yeah. like I'm talking about this. And if you there was an issue that you had, you should have brought that up. Uh, yeah. Before I brought up the issue. Right? And I think, oh, that's so frustrating. That's so frustrating. So I think it's super important. Like, how do you create a space where you're able to address issues? I think I'm. it's hard for me because I am not uncomfortable having any conversation. Right. So, like, I don't harbor stuff. Like, if it mattered to me, mm-hmm. I say it. And if, like, it didn't matter to me, like, I don't say, say it. Yeah. So... It's difficult for me to, like, bring something up and then it be like, oh, and since you said that, like, now I'm going to say this. this. Yeah. Or you did this. Remember that? Because then it throws me because I'm like, that's not what we were talking talking about. about. Yeah. Or or my other response is, if that mattered, if it truly mattered, then you wouldn't have waited for this opportunity mm-hmm. to bring it up. Like there were so many other times, opportunities. Yeah, yeah like I, here we are. We've been sitting here for the past three hours, and you've said nothing. Now, when I bring this up, now you, you bring, have to, yeah. yeah. Mm. So I, I think that it's important when you when we you talk about communication that it doesn't come from a place of trying to be right. Right. It really comes from a place of like trying to, trying get, to get it right. right. And like once the conversations are about. Uh, trying to solution driven. Yes, I say that all the time. Like, okay. be solution oriented. But once it's about being right, mm-hmm. or like I'm trying to get you right, then it's like, nah, we're not gonna get anywhere. With we're this. not gonna get yeah. anywhere. Yeah, mm. we're not gonna get anywhere. Solution driven. Trying to make it right. Trying I like to, that. Try, I'm, trying, yeah. I'm not trying to be right. right. I'm trying to make, make it, it right. right. Yeah. And you have to be willing to like stay in that conversation. Right. It's more than just like, oh, I said one thing and then you said another thing. You have to like, like you said, like you got to keep peeling yeah, back the layers yeah. to like get to it. The root, yeah. What I have found for myself and other people out there may experience it. People sometimes assume certain things mm-hmm. about me because of who I am. And so like I've heard before like, oh, I, oh, I think that you're doing that on purpose. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't have the energy to do that on purpose. Oh, well, you're so smart and now all of a sudden you don't get that particular thing. Yeah, my smartness has nothing to do with that. Like, I right. don't get it. Like, if I say I don't get it, like, I don't have the energy to get something and then act like I don't get it. Right. Because, like, I, I can be going on doing Or spinning my wheels trying to get it and I'm getting the wrong thing. Is not what you're delivering. Or, yes. And then when you sit and say, like, 
help me mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. Help, like, me, help me, help me. Yes. Help me understand. Yeah. And then there's like an attitude around yeah. that. It's like, yeah. mm. so it, you definitely have to be willing in mm-hmm. that space um, to be able to communicate in this effective, productive right. manner. And listen, yeah. And we, we talked about that. Uh, yeah. We talked about the Effective communication. The yeah. power of communication, but I don't think we actually got to yeah. what we just talked about now no, we in the past. And I and I love that. Like it has to be healthy. And healthy communication is like productive mm-hmm. and you don't not see, retaliative. Yes. Yeah, not reta- and you don't yes. see or take what I'm yeah. saying to be um combative. That's the best word I can come up with right now. You are stealing because that's literally a word that I use. I was like, the conversation should not be combative. Like it should be like you said, productive and solution driven. I love that. I love that. I love that. One another up. another reason seven. Mm-hmm. Your personalities don't mix. Mm. So yeah, and so mixing a personality doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean the same personality. Correct. Because you can have people who are opposite, but they bounce. Yes, and that's okay. Uh-huh. Like. I can be very chatty. There can be very quiet. Mm-hmm. But I think we've kind of merged mm-hmm. so far. Um, but I think both people have to be willing to, like, get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know? And, okay, I know I don't, I don't talk a lot, but for the sake of everything, I know I need to talk. Mm-hmm. And people who talk a lot tend not to do a good job of listening. Mm-hmm. And so you got to realize now the person, I, the person I'm with doesn't talk so much, so I need to listen more. Mm-hmm. Because... People get used to people. Are okay, like some people are uncomfortable with silence, but people who don't talk don't have a problem, a problem with silence. And so you kind of got it like there's nothing wrong. Yeah. So you have to get to there's like nothing wrong. wrong. I say that all the time. I tell people a couple of things. I'm like in my day to day life, I have to talk a lot. I'm constantly giving like directives and checking mm-hmm. in, and like that's my day to life. When who I am as a person, I don't mind talking, mm-hmm. but I'm also a fantastic listener and I can ask really good questions. And so sometimes like I'm asking questions and cause I want to, to hear know. what you're, you're going to say. Right. Like I want to like, listen, people do not get that. I'm like, yeah, I like, I'm okay. Like I just don't want to talk and right. there's nothing wrong, wrong with that. that. Yes. Nothing wrong with me saying like, I'm fine. Just because I'm not talking doesn't mean there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And that took me a long time to understand that, mm-hmm. because when you when you dealt with people who are very chatty, uh-huh. you get used to that. Uh-huh. That's the norm. And then all of a sudden, you're with somebody who's not chatty. They don't gossip. Mm-hmm. They're not. Oh my god, you know, they're not nagging and stuff uh-huh. like that. And it's just like, okay, is she just not into me? <laughs> am I am I boring? When did you like? When did you? Oh, fuck. When did you like have that moment where you're like, she's okay. She's okay. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I would say it took a while. It honestly took a while. I would say about year two. Yeah, maybe like year two is where I realized, okay, there's there's nothing wrong. Because normally like silence, uh-huh. yeah. when a woman's silent, she's upset about something. Like, oh shit, what did I what did I do? And that's an abuse tactic. Right. And, but it it just it wasn't the case though. Right. It's just she's not she's not she you know her. She doesn't do small talk. She's like, there was just nothing for me to talk right. about. Right. If, if it's nothing important or it's nothing substantial, I'm not going to, like, just pull <laughs> shit out of my ass to talk about for the sake of talking about it. And so right. after I realized that how she was, I was like, okay, we can ride in silence. And it's okay. 
So for two years though, like were you on like I don't want to say no. Year one, year one, I was I pissed say, off. I don't want to say extras. <laughs> Wait, you were pissed. I was pissed because I was not used to that. Like, uh-huh. we, like I think I told you this shit. Like we would drive from Baltimore to PG. Yes, yes, yes. You told and me the driving should be silent, but why silent. Would you, But I think I want to because I'm like, oh, I could have rolled by myself. <laughs> so why were you pissed? Because it was just like I think it was more of me. Deflecting, because I'm thinking again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Mm. And if there's something wrong, tell me. me. Uh-huh. You're not telling me there's anything wrong. You're saying there's nothing wrong. I'm like, I'm not used to somebody not talking. Mm-hmm. So there's something wrong, and you're not telling me. And that I think that was what mm-hmm. was the most frustrating part. It was not that oh she just wasn't talking. It was just like was there ever I'm a time thinking, when there was something wrong and she told you? Like yeah in that time? yeah yeah. I mean if there was something wrong. Um, she wouldn't, like, she would just say, this is a problem kind of thing. But mm-hmm. she wouldn't, like, again, she's not, like, flower with her words or anything right. like that. She just, nigga, I'm tired of Fridays and movies kind of thing. And it's just that she's not, like, you know, well. Right. So, I think that I'm asking that to say, if there was a time when something wasn't right mm-hmm. and she felt that way and she told you. Right. Was that not enough in your mind to be like, okay. When something was wrong, she told me. Yeah. So if there's nothing wrong, if she's saying there's nothing wrong, like she just must there's not be anything wrong. wrong. Yeah, and I think yeah, and, but it just took time. It, it just to took like time really to really sink. Yeah, it took time to accept it. Mm. I was hearing it, mm. but I wasn't believing it because mm. I'm just thinking, okay, now you're just saying it to avoid whatever conflict <laughs> that might come from saying there is a problem. But it just there was no problem. It was just, and you're right though because when there was an issue or something to talk about, she was very transparent. About it, mm-hmm. and but it just one and two wasn't clicking, so okay, not you laughing, mm-hmm. Jerry. So we sort of kind of talked about this when you talked about the butterflies, mm-hmm. but um, I want to get to it now. And so, number eight is there's no more spark. Mm. I'm the spark, you are the, the spark. spark, yeah. She hates when I say that, but yeah, I'm the spark. You are mm-hmm. okay, tell us more. I'm just like, you know, I'm um. I, I'm overly affectionate, mm-hmm. and um, but I'm I'm also a horny toad too. So mm-hmm. I mean, I'm always horny. So <laughs> it is what it is, kind of thing. So um, yeah, I mean, and just I know I don't know. I, I am I'm I'm overly affectionate, and mm-hmm. I think it's um, growing up in a household with two people mm-hmm. who were affectionate towards each mm-hmm. other, and you know, like we always greet each other by kissing each other and stuff like that because that's how I grew up watching my parents um, do that and so it's just and I'm also like as far as like the um, love signs physical mm-hmm. touch is absolutely it um, for me and it's not just like just sexual it, it has a lot to do with sex but it's not just sexual <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know I'm just that's how I, I convey um, my love and I also say it a lot Yes, I think that's very interesting that you are able to, like, name that. Like, I'm the spark. People talk about, um, they use you as an example. They're like, oh, I want somebody, I need somebody that's going to look at me like Charles looks at Dara. So, it's good. It's like, when you, you can have a long day and, like, you don't necessarily need, um, to say a whole bunch of things. Mm -hmm. And, like, you don't necessarily need butterflies, but it's like, oh, like, I am happy to look at you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. I love that. I love, love, love that. Um, number nine, trust is broken. Mm. 
Trust is mm. broken. Yeah, that's. I don't even know how to elaborate on that though, because it just it is what it is. The trust is broken, and how do you get back trust that's broken? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something that we can dive on. I, I got nothing. Yeah, I don't know how you can get like reprogram trust. I think trust is just like something that is like built. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like can trust be broken and it not be based off of infidelity? Mm, can tr- yeah, I mean, you can, tr- like, yeah, absolutely. Like, like how like, can you lose trust in somebody tr- and then not in a relationship example, and then not be? Um, you may share something with your significant other that mm-hmm. you probably wasn't supposed to share with anybody. Mm-hmm. And they go and turn around and tell somebody. I'll give you an example mm-hmm. without being um, too descriptive. Your homeboy cheats. Mm-hmm. You go and you tell your person. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't believe what happened. So and so's, so and so, right? Dog, uh, they did X, Y, and Z. Your person just thinking either one, not even intentional. They didn't know the person knew somebody that they knew, mm-hmm. and they say it, and then it gets back to back the person, on, and then it comes. Back and the only other person who knew was, was you, you. <laughs> and the other person that you told was your significant other. So uh-huh. you like motherfucker? Why? Keep your goddamn mouth closed. No, right. I can't tell you shit. And I can't tell you shit. No, I can't so that, that, that could be a place where thing. I can't trust you. And then it's like, yeah. damn. I, I, I do a great job of not sharing shit that people tell me. When mm-hmm. I do don't, I, what I do is I forget it. Mm-hmm. So you tell me something, you say, hey, don't tell nobody. I don't even tell Dara. And then that shit come out, out and they're like, you knew? Yeah, I knew, <laughs> but they told me not to tell anybody. Like, if somebody said, like, some people are like, You're yeah. You're the holder of yeah. secrets. Some people are like, yeah, you can tell Dara. Mm-hmm. I'm like, are you sure? Because I, I won't. I mean, because mm-hmm. just because she's my person, I'm not going to necessarily be pillow talking, telling mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so. No, I get it. I'm glad that you brought that up as, a, as an example. I think that is, a, that is a, a good example. I think that's a really good example of, like, how you could lose trust in yeah. somebody. Um It'd be with, worse, yeah. Sorry, without um, without it being infidelity. Another way is I wonder how people feel um, about friendships mm-hmm. and relationships, right? Like when people think that okay, we're in a relationship and they feel some kind of way about the friendships that mm-hmm. people have. Um, is it like okay, I'm, I lose trust in you, um, in you and your commitment to us versus like the friend. I'm just trying to think of other ways that like that would manifest itself. Hmm. But no, I, your example was yeah, good. Yeah, I'm just thinking right. out loud. Yeah, no, I know. I can see that because I mean, I I noticed like being married for so long is that uh, relationships do change, and I think people because they don't understand. They don't. One, I think that's true friendship, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be the catalyst of any issues that you may have with your significant other. So mm-hmm. a lot of times, what happens is. Especially um, uh, friendships of the opposite sex, mm-hmm. um, those people will kind of like take a, a seat step back, and they should. Mm-hmm. As a, a, but sometimes that that step back can be like uh, a James Harden step back kind of thing. Like, oh shit, like traveling. you're traveling kind of mm-hmm. thing, you know. And it's like, damn. I, I mean, yeah, I appreciate you, you know, kind of knowing your role, but I didn't expect you to like do a motherfucking. Simpson, Homer, <laughs> right, Homer to the bushes, kind of thing. <laughs> and I mean, or because then you don't realize it because it's not like something that may ever be said. It just mm-hmm. happens. So now you're like, did I do something? 
kind of thing? Or did did somebody say something that make make you feel uncomfortable right. with the friendship that we had? But mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely um, respect people who do take it upon themselves to um, kind of like take a seat back and not make things difficult um, for the relationship of their friend. I think that's true friendship. And, um, and I think, yeah, I think it just takes a big person to be able to do that and handle that and not get into their feelings about doing that. But, um, I can see how being in a relationship and a person not necessarily being comfortable or not understanding the dynamics of friendship, new or old, mm-hmm. honestly. Because I, I feel like people feel like, okay, you had this friendship before in the past. I can more tolerable versus um, new relationships. And I mean, you 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 gain friendships and it's not over time. And it's not necessarily every person that I'm going to be cool with. I'm not a fan of that the, the whole thing of no new friends. Mm-hmm. That's just not how I, I am. Uh-huh. I mean, people are seasonal, yes, and it's just as long as they know their role. In my opinion, they don't step those bounds. I think it, sh- it shouldn't be a problem, but I think having an understanding of that mm-hmm. is important. It's important. Yeah. The last one that we're going to discuss is probably the most oh, general um, and hardest to really name, mm-hmm. but it's like trust your gut. Like you have a gut feeling. Hmm. Intuition. Your intuition is... And honestly, I think what, why it's so hard is because people feel like they have to be able to justify, justify their intuition. You, you shouldn't have to. It's like, a feeling. It's a feeling. And if I'm feeling uneasy about something, mm-hmm. then you know it's, it's your priority. It's your responsibility to act accordingly. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you need to, like, hey, keep it in the back pocket and... See if something happens, but then it's kind of like you end up distancing yourself because you're like, don't want to be emotionally connected because you're thinking something. Your your intuition is telling you something's not right. Mm -hmm. And so instead of cutting it off or breaking it off, you're kind of like, you're still still there, but you're not there because you're checked out, but you don't necessarily want to be the person who breaks up. Because that's what we're talking about, like cutting the loose. Because Mm -hmm. how do you go to somebody and you break up with them? I mean, how do you, you know... I think it is kind of different, and I'm, I'm kind of backtracking, honestly, mm-hmm. when, when it's your t- intuition. Because I would hate to be in a relationship, and somebody breaks up with me, but they can't really explain why they're breaking up with me, other than, oh, I just don't want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's definitely a pro- their prerogative, but it's just like, damn, like, kind of like hard to have any closure other than, oh, they just didn't want to be with me. Why y'all break up? They just didn't want to be with me. Why they didn't want to be with me? I don't know. They don't even know. Mm-hmm. It was just something that was telling them that I'm not the one for them. And then that's just the answer. And you have to accept it. It sucks because it's kind of like hard for you to really get closure other than, oh, we're not together anymore. It's not even something I can really improve on myself moving forward. You were too clingy or um, selfish or, you know, those kind of things that like, damn, you know what? Okay. Maybe I can work on those things versus, oh, you're just not the one. Kind of thing like what was it about me that wasn't the one or what was it in yourself or I, I could have been the one it was just something else in the back just saying you know what you have everything that I thought I want but there's something that's just not there and I can't explain it right and you could on paper be everything, everything. yeah but then like it doesn't play itself out I'd say all the time I'm like 
Relationships are like a space hen. You can look at a hen and you should have got 10 bucks. Right. Boom. But it's a bad motherfucking queen that you wasn't ready you for. You wasn't ready. You thought your partner had Oh, that was a cold ass six. Right. That walked. You know, it's like different things that... That she was not supposed to walk. Yeah, that you like don't know yeah. um, happened. But I think um, Oprah talks about intuition. It's like your energy GPS. Mm-hmm. Um, and they talk about... Um, how people are the only animal that mm. will continue to allow themselves to be in uncomfortable situations. Mm. And she talks about this. Um, she talks about this situation where um, they were at this lake and some dogs went out into the like went out and started swimming in the lake. And she was like, "Oh my god, it's like too cold for the dogs to be out there." And this man looked at her and was like. You think they will be in a lake if it's, if too, it's cold? too cold? The dogs are gonna come out. Mm-hmm. It's not like they fell in the ice. <laughs> like, like, they're like, in the water. Like they ran, jumped in the water. They're in the water. They're playing. Right. If it's too cold for the for the dogs, the dogs will, will come out. <laughs> and and then that's awesome. And though. it resonated when you yeah. think about it. Humans are the only human mm-hmm. that will be in an uncomfortable situation, know that it's uncomfortable and it's, continue to yeah. allow themselves to be in the uncomfortable situation when really there's something that's inside of them that's like, get out. Right. And that's the premise mm-hmm. of that movie, right? Like, he knew something the whole time was just off. Right. He's like, something is not right here. Like, trusting your intuition. And I, I don't think that you need to explain mm-hmm. explain that. Um, like it is like internal, like alarm, like your spidey senses or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're like, you know, like something ain't right. Like something is not right. So do you think what really gets people is like when they know, okay, this person is not right for them mm-hmm. and they know exactly what it is about that person. That's not, that makes them not right for them, mm-hmm. but they stay Hoping that that thing that's not right will change. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is they constantly do it. They get more emotionally invested in it. Mm-hmm. So they, one, they not accepted it. Two, they're still being optimistic, thinking that this person is going to change because they love me as much as I love them. Mm-hmm. And they would change for me because they would change for me because I'm willing to accept them and tolerate and wait and be patient for them to change. Yeah, I think I think there's certainly people that do that, and the same way that we talk about um, and humans are the only animals that will be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. They actually say uh, there's a whole research out there that talks about how um, eternal optimism is like unhealthy. Mm. Like holding on, like they like in the song, um, they um, the. The oh my gosh, uh, the Prince of Egypt. There's mm-hmm. that song where they talk about hope mm-hmm. um, and the power of hope. If you think about um, oppressed people, people do. that are in situations, that's all they have, and that's what they're holding mm-hmm. to, hold on to, and that keeps them, that keeps them in a bad place. Right. Oh. And the psychology behind it is that when you are eternally optimistic. You will keep hoping and wishing and hoping and wishing that something will change. change well, you, you need to really be realistically optimistic. So you are mm-hmm. positive about the things, but then the realistic part of it says like, okay, and then these are the tweaks that I need to do. They talk about, and they did a lot of, they did studies on people that have been in um, like fucked up situations. 
like they were trapped in a cave mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Like survivors of bad right. situations. And the difference between the survivors. Not not the difference between survivors and those who didn't survive. But one of the common traits that they found in people that survived was that they were realistically optimistic. That somebody's going to find me. But so it's like, then, I am hoping that I'm going to get out of here. And I, but, but. I'm going to drink this pee right here. I need to do X, Y, Z. Right. And it's not just like, I'm hoping they come. I'm hoping they come. I'm hoping they come. Mm-hmm. And you just sitting there with your right. legs crossed. Right now. It's like. I'm going to build a shelter. What do I need? What can I do? What do I need mm-hmm. to do while remaining optimistic? Mm-hmm. And so some of that, when you take that and talk about relationships, it's like. I'm mm. going to do, I'm hoping that this is going to work. These are the adjustments that I need to make. Okay. The other thing that I want to say is love is not enough. Mm. And I think that like, mm. that is something when it comes to like a gut feeling, um, like people have to be okay with saying to themselves, like we loved each other. We loved each other. And like, but that is not enough to sustain a mm. relationship. Mm. Like, it takes energy, it takes communication, it takes, you know, effort, effort yeah. it takes the willingness to make changes. You could love me to death and then be, yeah. be super stubborn, and like, that's not going to work. You could love me to death and be like, oh, you're such an amazing person, and then be unable to communicate. Mm. You could love, like, you can, like, and people have loved people to death. Yeah. Like, I love you so much, like, if you're not going to be with me, I'm, I'm going to kill you. you. Yeah. So, I'm like, I'm like, love is not enough. No. It takes, like, love is big, but there's some other things that need to be, um, like, in place for it to be successful, right? right? Sustaining, yeah. Yes, which is, like, Mm -hmm. the sustaining part, so, yeah. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you. You had, like, I... You was on pit. No, you was on pit. all pistons. No, 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 no. No, I thought that you did a beautiful job. The yin and the yang. Well, we're super excited for everybody still being here with us, listening, following, tweeting, texting us ideas, and um, congratulations. We look forward to seeing you in the year 2020, where we have all new exciting things coming for us in season three. So happy holiday season, safe travel, and we'll see you in the new year.